The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Peyton Chatney Show presented by The Rogue. I'm Neil McCready. You probably know this guy. It's Peyton Chatney. Back after... Uh, Basically a month on the road, including, what, 12 days in Omaha, Nebraska, probably the 12 most glorious days that one could spend in Nebraska. Ole Miss wins the national championship on Sunday afternoon, the culmination of an absolutely incredible, unpredictable, no one saw this coming this way kind of season. Peyton, I'd ask how you are, but I, I, I generally know the answer, but I'll just say welcome into your show. Thank you, man. This is, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, this is unbelievable. Like, I, speechless. I can imagine. Yeah. As someone who gets paid to write words, I had a hard time coming up with words at times. <laughs> I just wrote one word to my, the lead of my 10th weekend thoughts uh, Sunday. I just said destiny. It's after a while, it just felt like destiny. When, yeah. frank, frankly, the, the one thing that surprised me, uh, yes, Sunday, we're taping this on Monday night, was when Tim Elko came up in the eighth. I fully expected that he was going to hit a ball to the moon at that point because that would have been the proper thing for the script at that point, right? We were literally all screaming, like, just give him his moment right here. Like, I mean, it was meant to be. Like, it really was. I mean, it worked out either way, but, but yeah, no doubt. Uh, real quick, we're brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. They sponsored the show from the very beginning. I think we got everything worked out in February. Uh, about the time that Ole Miss was getting started with the season. I think we got our first show in right before the opener, maybe the night before opening day. Ole Miss was, I don't know, what were y'all, fourth or fifth in the country at that point? Something like that, yeah. You know, you worked your way up to number one, and then uh, Tennessee came to town and, and whacked you around pretty good that weekend, and then you guys kind of went into a little, I don't know, malaise, I guess might be the word for a while. And, and everybody knows the story. You got to seven and 14 in the SEC after back-to-back uh, series losses to Mississippi State and Arkansas and all seemed lost. And everybody said you guys didn't have enough jerk in you. There wasn't enough tough guy. And you know what, man? And tell me if I'm wrong, please. It's your show. But the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, nope, that turned out to not be right. The fact that there were so many good guys, nice guys, guys who cared about each other on this team, that might have been what salvaged you in that moment because a bunch of assholes, quite frankly, might have just said, screw it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look out for me the rest of the way. That is that is really true. I think one thing that, that every team always says whenever they win 
Like whenever whoever wins it at the end of every year, I can almost guarantee you always says something about the culture of the team. Like it just seems like that's always the big thing is, you know, we have a lot of talent, but it's these group of guys and the way we compete and the way, you know, and I think it's true. I really do. Like you're right. If we would have been those jerk players, we could have easily just like counted ourselves out and blamed other people and, and done all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we, I want to say it was really because of the coaches of, is why we were able to be the way we were just because from the beginning, like coach B, I mean, he gets more crap than anybody. And he was still the guy that was telling us that, you know, we still got a chance. Let's keep fighting. You know, we're still a great baseball team. Um, So it helped us believe. And then, and then we just took it from there. I've had so many people come up to me and and talk about you being a role model for their kids, for their sons, their, their daughters, because of your positivity. Um, You know, and this season wasn't, full of sunshine and rainbows for you. I mean, let's be real. I mean, you had a good five, six weeks where you really struggled at the plate. I mean, you really struggled to hit the baseball. Um, not You didn't get benched, but they, they sat you one day to, hey, get a different perspective, collect yourself a little bit. And I'm sure you had moments that were kind of dark moments. Tim Elko talked about kind of a dark moment after the Mississippi State Series for him. But for you, it never came across here. And, and I've told people this. And I don't mean this to, you know, blow sunshine, but it's true. You never once ducked out of this show. You never once were like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. You always said, no, let's do it. Let's do it. You always stay positive. How did you do that? It's tough. You know, it's not always easy. And um, like you're right, there were definitely times throughout this season when it, when it just felt like it could not get any worse. And it felt like um, there was no hope at sometimes. And um I think the the main thing that that kind of helped me going and or kind of helped me stay going and and just stay up and everything was the fact that we always had a chance of winning. Like I, I said it before on here, that my role isn't always to be the best hitter or to be the best second baseman or whatever it is. Like I have more than that to do. I have to be a leader. I have to try to be the pump up rah rah guy that I normally am. So if I'm not doing that, then I'm not helping out the team really at all. And I think it was just something um, just within me that said, you know, you can't stop. You can't quit now. We, we've worked too hard for this. And, um, and I think I, it's also just because I care a lot. I care a lot about this team and, and the game of baseball. So I wasn't going to quit on it then. You guys got to Omaha. You, you rolled through the regional. You rolled through a super regional. You got to Omaha. And it looked like, I don't know, Every Ole Miss person in, in, in the world was there, uh, even if from the very beginning. Did the crowds surprise you? Were you shocked? I mean, I, I said this in, in my 10 Weekend Thoughts piece. Kyle Peterson, who does a great job on ESPN, he's terrific. Um, he said, it's like Swayze here. And I was like, no, it's kind of more than that. I mean, Swayze only holds 12,000, 13,000. I mean, it's like two Swayze's yeah. here. I mean, they're all over your hotel. They're everywhere. What, what was that like from your perspective? That was – unbelievable like I'm telling you that that played a big factor into us winning especially that first game I think they were like actually shocked whenever they saw how many fans we had and how loud we were I remember my first at bat we were walk I was walking to the plate and I think Kevin had just scored um and you can just feel like you feel everybody yelling at you it was so cool it was it was unbelievable the way and we're and then we get back to the hotel and everyone's going nuts or like whenever we're going to the field everyone's there for us and stuff it was 
Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. It literally felt like like the actual World Series. Speaking of ESPN, and we'll get back to fun stuff in a minute. Speaking of ESPN, how often did people tell you that Carl Ravitch was was butchering your name? Oh man, I had so many tweets and different different people coming up to me and stuff. Donye, um, I'm like, look, I really don't care. You know, I've, I've I've had it for so long now. So many people have messed up my name. I, if you could just get half of it right, I'm okay with it. At least they're saying your name, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, let's get to uh, you guys. You beat Auburn. There wasn't a whole lot to say about that game. You kind of dominated it. You 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 whipped Arkansas on that. I guess it was Monday, and you waited till Wednesday. You had a chance to punch your ticket on Wednesday, and Wednesday finally, this story. I've been saying, man, this story is so Hollywood. Something's got to go wrong at some point. And finally, on Wednesday, something did. You guys ran into a, a pretty hot pitcher in Hagen Smith. He pitched well against you guys. Um, you loaded the bases in the ninth, had a chance to clinch it right there, and you, you couldn't do it. They end up doing the little handshake line thing, and you know at that point, I'm guessing, that, boy, tomorrow's going to be tough. I mean, tomorrow's – because you know that team and that DNA. You guys have played them so many times, and you've beaten them, and you've lost to them, and – you knew what was coming, right? I mean, you knew, hey, we're we're in for a war on Thursday. What were those 19, 18, 19 hours between that loss and taking the field again against those guys like? It was tough because like it's been it's been like that the whole postseason where I felt like we were gonna win that second game too. Like it just felt like, oh, Gonzo's about to get a hit right here. There's no way we lose. Like it's destiny for us to win. Um and then it was kind of just an actual shock that Oh crap! Like we actually have to. If we lose, we're out. We're out. Like we, there's no game two for us. If we lose, this we're done. Um, and Arkansas is always a tough team. They're always that team that's kind of scrappy and and finds a way to get the job done. Um, luckily, we have some really good pitchers <laughs> for us, and uh, they pitch really well. But but it was like I remember laying in bed and um, saying like, man, I wish I could play right now. Like I wish I was playing the game right now i don't want to wait till the morning it's 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 kind of miserable waiting all day around for sure sure and knowing that you're going to get connor nolan and they're going to get dylan delucia and you know that it's two guys that are like i don't know how else to say it you i knew all day people like what do you think is going to happen i'm like i don't know flip a coin it's going to be two teams that are going to answer the bell it's two pitchers that are going to answer the bell this is there's a lot of there's a lot of championship dna in those dugouts i know the fan bases hate each other and stuff i get it but the two teams, and tell me if I'm wrong, the two teams play the game sort of similarly. There's a certain mirror in effect. And I remember thinking all day on Thursday, man, whoever wins this, this is the national championship game. The, the, the winner of this game is going to go beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of felt that way. Um, Arkansas, like I said earlier, it's just it's like, yeah, they're a really good program, and they'll find a way to get it done. If, if we – if we were to make a lot of mistakes that game, they would have won. Like they would have been able to capitalize on those mistakes. Luckily, Delusia just pitched amazing, and and we scratched a couple of runs. But um, yeah, I think Van Horn is probably really similar to to how Coach B is in a lot of ways. But but um, yeah, it was it was. I'm not gonna lie, I was um, pretty nervous for that game. It was fun though. You made a play on Saturday that I, I think is indicative of the kind of player you are that doesn't show up in a box score. It's never going to show up in a box score. No one's ever going to see it. And you may have you may have put your team on the fast track to a national title on, on Saturday. Uh, you guys were ahead. Oklahoma finally threatened. They kind of loaded the bases. You guys had a little shaky defense for a minute. 
And I think it was Wood, the third baseman, trying to play, make a play on a bunt, kind of threw a ball away down the first baseline. Your job as a second baseman is to go back up that throw. Not all yeah. second basemen back up that throw. Every <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you just get caught watching or you assume the throw is going to be good or you're a little late to back it up. And if you're not there, Peyton, it's a four to three game at that moment. And who knows, right? I mean, you all of a yeah, sudden, all of a sudden it's a different game. I know you slipped and you didn't make the throw to the home that, that you wanted to make, but being there stopped the bleeding. I just thought it was, I just thought it spoke volumes of the kind of player you are all season when, when even when you weren't hitting and you and I talked about this on this, sh- on this show a few times, when you weren't hitting, you didn't take your bat out to the field with you. And, you know, those are habits that are – you build those habits over the course of playing travel ball and when you're playing against Louisiana Monroe or whatnot in a game where you're up 14-3 to three and you're like, ah, this is over. But you still have to go – you still have to play and build habits. And it really paid off for you and your team in that moment. Well, man, I mean, I appreciate you even noticing that. That's cool. Um, I think I think it's because I have to credit Coach B. The amount of bunt defenses we do in practice is – um it really paid off and and probably my younger self would have um sat there and during those practices and said why why are we doing this you know we know the bump plays we know what's going to go on and but it becomes muscle memory and luckily I I knew where I needed to be and normally I go actually to like take the ball and I, I normally um go to first and Tim crashes and I go to first and catch the ball but Tim saw that the ball was going to third so he ran back and then I just had to kind of veer off and then going back up because that's what kind of my next thing is um yeah I know I wish I wouldn't have slipped I I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. I thought I had him but then your I back slipped. foot your back foot slipped yeah. on you, so you didn't get anything on the I know what you're talking about. yeah that's cool I didn't even really think about it that way so that's, that's cool. a huge play man it's a, such a big play um let's get to Sunday what was Sunday like waking up knowing that you've played countless games in your life and, and you've played probably, I don't know, a hundred and some odd games at Ole Miss. And this was the first one that you ever played where if you win, you're the national champion. I mean, you'd never been in that boat before you'd been, you'd been in a lot of games, big games and stuff, but you'd never been there before you'd been in games where, Hey, if we win, we go to Omaha. Hey, if we win, we're in the winner's bracket. Hey, if we win, we're in the finals, but you'd never been in one where if we win, they're giving us the trophy today. What was that like? It was, it was definitely very weird. Like it, um, I mean, that was been, that's been our goal to, to go out on our terms, you know, but it just felt weird that even if we win, the season is over. Like the season cannot go any further than Monday. That's it. Like, um, and it was very weird. It, it I was kind of joking about it with somebody else. I remember after the game, I'm like, I just feel like the winner is supposed to play Tennessee now. Like, I feel like we're supposed to, you know, go play another team. It just felt weird. It really did. And, um, it really still hasn't hit me yet. Like I don't, I feel like we're going to go tomorrow and we're going to go get our bags off the bus. And I'm going to feel like we have to go hit BP or something. Like it's going to feel super weird to just go home. Um, but it was, man, that game was unbelievable too. I mean, what a, what a crazy game that one was. It almost had to be crazy at the end. Right. I mean, I told you before we started that I just kept thinking of the eighth inning. I told my wife, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to score here, but they're scoring. And, and and when Elko came up and there were two on, I'm like, he's going to hit yeah. one of the moon. And this, I, I said, at some point, this is silly. It's not the, it's, it's too, it's too, it's too much of a Disney movie. Um, and that's not how it happened. You guys, a couple of wild pitches and then you, you take the lead and Brandon was just nails in the ninth Great. inning. Yeah. What, what, 
what was going through your mind in the in the top of the ninth when Oklahoma was in their final at bat and you could tell they weren't going to get much off Brandon? Yeah, I remember like I was trying not to think about it too much and I was trying well the first thing I did actually was like I got to second and I do my normal little routine and then I just kind of looked around at the whole field just took a couple like a 360 or so and um just trying to soak it all in I was like man this is it was special I mean that's literally what you dream about um like that's what you vision whenever you it was it was really cool but but then we got our first out and I remember like it kind of hit me right then I look over at Tim and we do our normal one out sign to each other and I started to like get tears in my eyes right then I was like oh my gosh like this is actually this is actually gonna happen like we're gonna be the first team to ever do it and um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Boy, it was so cool. It was awesome. But I feel like kind of what we were saying earlier about people just stepping up and everything like that, like, um, I mean, I don't think Gonzo would disagree. Like he didn't necessarily have a great college world series tournament. Yeah. Um, but then he just steps up and he was amazing the last game and he was so clutch for us. Like that was, I think that was what was so cool about our, our team, especially in the postseason. is so many different people were, were stepping up like Calvin Harris, Garrett Wood. Like there was some TJ coming off the bench and hitting the bomb. I, I don't know. You're right though. Like this is a storybook season. Like it was, it's, this is a movie waiting to happen. You know, you see all the pictures of, um, of all the people, like people with their fathers, people with their sons, uh, people with sisters, people thinking about 
um, you know, family members who aren't with them anymore. It, it, a couple of things hit me a little bit. Um, I remember watching an interview with, uh, um, um, oh gosh, uh, Theo Epstein. Thank you. Theo Epstein, uh, when he was the general manager of the, of the Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. and he talked about the morning after the Red Sox won the first World Series since the curse of the Bambino, and they flew back out of St. Louis. They flew into Logan Airport in Boston, and they got on the bus to go to Fenway. And, you know, he's like, yeah, everybody's all hung over and, and all that stuff. But he noticed, like, cemeteries had fresh Red Sox stuff on them like Boston hats or pennants or jerseys or flowers or whatever. And he was like, it hit him what they had done, you know, was so much bigger than baseball. And I saw an interview with Ben Zobrist who um, got the game winning hit in game seven of the 2016 world series for the Cubs. And he, he talked about how he played for the, he played for Tampa and he played for uh, Kansas city when they won a title, but that, when he won the title with the Cubs, because it was the first one since 1908, all these people would just come up to him and like hug him. They wanted to hug him. They wanted to thank him. And he goes, I guess I'm a cub forever. It's not really my choice. It's I'm a cub forever. Has it hit you at all that you're going to be a part of the team forever, no matter whether the next team does it or whether it's 15 years or whether it's 30 years, I mean, who knows, whatever it is, you're going to be a part of the team that forever was the one that won the first one was the one that gave people this joy the first time that no matter how good or bad you guys are next year, no one can take that away from you. That's part of that's who you are, whether you want that to be your legacy or not, (laughs) it is. Yeah. Well, I don't mind being that person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We were, I remember I was talking about it with my dad. We were in Omaha, but this was early in the week um, before we might've played maybe one game or something, but we hadn't, you know, gone far yet and I just remember him saying basically the same thing like y'all will always y'all will forever be the the team that broke the curse the team that finally did it and um you know I hope we go back to back it'd be awesome but like there was just something special about this year I don't know if you could you know repeat exactly what happened this year um but it kind of hit me like you were saying about that story is I was scrolling through Twitter and I try to stay off my phone as much as I can because it's going nuts still. But um, I was looking on Twitter and there was somebody had posted something about like, show me where you were whenever, you know, we had won. And, and it was so cool to see all these different families reactions and moms and dads hugging and and grandpas that are sitting there, you know, on the couch cheering. Um, That kind of hit me a little bit more. Um, That was on the bus ride back to Oxford. I was looking at that. And then we get to, Oxford and we have the walk of champions and there were so many people out there and you could just tell like they were, they were so happy too. And there were so many people out there thanking us and saying like, you don't understand, you know, you just made this old man happy. You know, you just made a rebel for life and all this stuff. It was so cool. It was like, I, I seriously, it was hard for me not to tear up during the walk of champions too. Like it just felt like a dream. It really did. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of that Wednesday at the parade and the, the yeah. reception. So I, I, I suspect that's going to blow you away. I, I, I don't, I don't know that that's anything that you can kind of prepare for, right? That's that's. <laughs> I mean, you can you can imagine. I would suspect what a baseball game is going to feel like because it's a baseball game, and you know mm-hmm. the bases and all the stuff. And there's people, but it's the game. But the after the the impact that it has on people, I don't know that that's something that you can 
you can truly prepare for. I don't, I don't think you can yeah. really imagine in your mind's eye what that will be like. Even, um, even after the game, we went out and celebrated and everything. And I mean, I didn't realize like there was so many people with us, like, so it was so cool. Like everybody was coming up and thanking us and doing this and doing that. It was like, I was in shock, the amount of people and not just like college kids. Like it was, it was older people too, that were out there, telling us thank you and staying up late and going crazy. Like you could just tell it meant so much. It was awesome. Did you get a jello shot? There were 18,000 of them that got sold. Yeah. Did you, did you I, I, I could say I was a part of one of those 18,000. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun and I'm sure we're going to, we're going to keep celebrating here for a little bit, but yeah, I know you are. And I don't want to keep you too much longer. I am curious though. Oh no, no. Cause a lot of, a lot of stuff happens on camera you know, the dog pile happens on camera and you guys are on the field hugging each other and you get the trophy and all that's on camera. Is there a moment though that happened off the camera that for you, whether it was with your family or a teammate or friends or whatever, that you'll associate with that championship as you get older? Is there a, is there a kind of one thing that's going to stick with you? Um, I think probably two moments when I, whenever I went over and hugged my family, we took a lap around the field and did all that stuff, but then we had to take pictures and they were introducing us and and everything like that. But then we kind of got a little free time and I went over and hugged my family and we took pictures and did all that. And that was really cool to, and my dad has been there, my biggest fan forever. So that was really cool to be able to share that moment with him and with my whole family. And then the second one was, just about everybody else had left or gone to the bus or done whatever. And it was like me, Garrett Wood, JB and Dunhurst were just sitting in the dugout. Like I didn't want to leave. And it was, it was really, I don't even know how to describe the feeling of we were sitting in that dugout and then everybody just kind of disappeared. Like and all the fans and everybody had gone away and it was just us left. And yeah, it was just like, Whoa, like what did we just do? It was it was cool. It was really cool. I know your career's not over, but how hard will it be Thursday morning to, even though it ended the greatest way you could possibly want it to end. And like we talked about, you're a champion forever and you guys are going to be an afterglow to this for a long time, but you're going to miss this come Thursday, right? When there's no parade to attend and there's no game to prepare for and there's no locker to clean out. And I don't yeah. know. It's going to be tough. I think it is. It, it, it's, I, I kind of got that way um, when we were leaving Omaha. Like, I took a picture of the plane and we, as we were leaving and stuff. And I was like, man, this is, I mean, it's awesome. We did our job. We did what yeah. we came there to do. But it's also kind of sad. Like, our season's over now. And as awesome as it is, like, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say bye to so many of my friends that I've had around for, for three years now. Um, so it's, it's really cool. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, that's it. We're done now. We're, we just, we just, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Um, the next couple of days when people start moving out and everything, but for now we're going to just try to celebrate and not think about that. <laughs> definitely get, you get one more year though, right? You, you're yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely coming yeah. back for next season. Um, I think there's a, there's a really good chance I do. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, whether you do or don't, I can tell you that, uh, and I told you this, I guess, by text yesterday. I can't remember exactly what I said, but there are so many people who have reached out to me about this show and how yeah. much how much they appreciated kind of the 
the story arc that it took from the beginning with all the excitement and you guys were killing everybody to the, the valley when things were not going well to the desperate quest to get into the NCAA tournament, not knowing whether you were in and then finding out that morning that, oh my God, we're in to this, this 10 and one run in the month of June that, that uh, ends in a national championship. And you were a first class act throughout the whole thing. And, and people really enjoyed getting to know you. I know that they, they saw you on the field, but they get to see a different side of you here. And uh, it was a lot of fun for me. I've really appreciated it. So I hope you've had fun with it as well. Yeah, man, this has been so much fun. You know, I like talking, so this is good <laughs> for me, man. Um, but no, thank you so much. This has been, this has been a lot of fun and it was really cool. Um, so many people had been kind of reaching out to me or seeing me out on the streets and saying something like about how they've watched the show and when's the next episode and everything. It was really cool to just see that, Oh, we actually got some people watching this thing. This is cool. <laughs> but no, this has been a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. I had two people, I told you this, I had people basically threatening me. You have to do awesome. another one with Peyton. I'm like, well, you know that Peyton's kind of busy and he's got stuff going on. And so I'll, I'm going to do the best I can, but you know, he, he just won a championship. He's in Omaha. He's got to get it back and they've, there's stuff happening and yeah, but you have to do one. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. We're going to get, get it. We're going to no, get it. We're going to so get it done. <laughs> I think, I think um, this was probably a good time to do it because it's hit me, but it's not hit me like super emotionally where I'm like tonight I might lay in bed. Cause tonight will be the first night that I've like actually slept in a bed by myself besides like, you know, cause on the road we have roommates and everything. So I never, we've been on the road for basically a month. Like I've, I feel like I haven't been in my bed in my room by myself for so long that I think I'm going to just crash and reflect on it all. Oh, it's going to be, I can already see my teeth. There's going to be tears flowing down my eyes. Oh yeah. Well, I I think you're probably not human. If at the end of all this, (laughs) you don't have some sort of a cathartic moment, right. Where you kind of let some of that out, but, um, Hey, those will be happy tears. And, uh, and that's, you know, not everybody gets to have those at the end of a season and, and, and you do. And, and, uh, congratulations again to you and your teammates and your coaching staff. And I know, uh, uh, the fan base is so excited with you guys and they'll show you that on Wednesday. But again, thanks for doing this. I know that the rogue thanks you again one last time. It's the rogue 4450 I 55 North and Jackson. Uh, all the best brands, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit. Duckhead, everything, whatever brand you're looking for, they pretty much have it. Uh, they've got people that help you um, with whatever you're looking for, whether it's nightlife or business attire or uh, social attire, whatever the case may be, they can help you there at the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Peyton, anything before we go? No, I just want to say thank you. This has been a lot of fun. You've been great for me uh, this whole year. You know, you, you were one of the guys that was in my corner all year long, so I really appreciate it. Uh, you got it. I'm, I'm super happy for you. I told you that multiple times i'm, I'm glad that i'm glad that uh, i think you deserve this uh, and it was it was cool to it was cool to watch you win a championship the other night so uh, i was happy for you and happy for you now enjoy the parade enjoy your summer and uh look forward to talking to you soon i hope thank you man that's peyton chatney i'm neil mccready that does it for this season of the peyton chatney show we will uh who knows maybe peyton will be back for another season maybe i can uh, rope him into doing this again but not going not gonna to put him on that spot right this moment. So for Peyton, I'm Neil. You guys uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the parade, and we will talk to you again soon.